Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. My name is Trey Kaufman, and I have the pleasure of sharing some of the best conversations I've ever had with the most interesting people I've ever met. If you're looking for more conversations and content that help inspire you to do better in your own life, follow me on Instagram at Trey Kaufman. That's at T-R-E-Y-K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. It's been a year since I last had this guy on the podcast, and somehow reconnecting with Nathaniel felt like no time had passed at all. Immediately upon hearing his voice, you'll know if you heard him on episode 87, and if you didn't, go back and give it a listen, because it's that distinct, that calming, and one that you could listen to for hours on end. At least I know I could. What I relate to so much with Nathaniel is his drive to better understand himself and the deep work he does to get there. The conversations he has with himself, the self-reflection we touch on in this conversation is on a level unlike I've ever seen or heard before, which makes Nathaniel one of the most influential humans in my sphere. If this conversation resonates with you, I have no doubt he'd love to add you to his sphere as well. Nathaniel is what some call a deep well to drink from. His ability to extract principles and concepts from a vast array of cultures and texts gives him the perspective, ability, and the tools to engage others on many levels. From childhood, he was always curious, taking the time to disassemble things for the sake of seeing how they work and questioning things that didn't quite add up. But at the age of eight, something happened that silenced him for nearly three decades, and the fallout from the trauma had taken its toll. Nathaniel battled with PTSD, night terrors, misidentity, inferiority, anger, isolation, and the overall feeling of not being enough. However, after doing the deep inner work and shifting his mindset along with his perspective, Nathaniel has made it his mission to help others, especially men, reconnect to who they truly are outside of the masculinity labels of society. Nathaniel believes that men and women who have taken the time to re-see their traumatic experiences with a new perspective engage with life differently. They become better fathers, mothers, husbands, wives, entrepreneurs, and leaders. Please welcome my good friend, Nathaniel J. Brown, back to the podcast. Nathaniel, brother, how's it going? It's, it's been going great, man. I can't complain uh, about anything. Oh, man, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, I know we were just talking about it, but it, it's it's literally been a year this week since our last conversation came out. And we, we've talked along the lines, uh, along the way a little bit, but um, right. I know we have a lot to catch up on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much. So many things. <laughs> how's uh, how's life been treating you over the past year? Ooh, it's been it's been a it's been a beautiful struggle. Um, I like that. It's, it's poetic. Yeah, it is. It's It's been a beautiful struggle. And a lot of what I've been working through is just my inner beingness. Uh, yeah. Learning to sit within stressful moments long enough for them to show me exactly what uh, what the message is, what the lesson is I'm to learn from the, from the event. So being in that space for a long period of time and something for long spanses of time has been a part of what's going on last year. Um, really figuring out my message to people, uh, has really been a, a thing. How I want to engage has become very different. Uh, and one of the most important things for me has been, uh, my ability to articulate myself when I'm both in a peaceful state and in, in a frustrated state. So yeah. things like that have been beautiful. Man, I want to talk about all that. Um, yeah. the, but the first thing you said, I mean, uh, seriously, all of that was awesome. Uh, but you taught, you, you mentioned sitting within stressful moments that I love that practice mm-hmm. and it's, extremely frustrating and difficult to do, but when you're able to remain mindful as Mm -hmm. you experience less than pleasurable or less than 
happy moments in your life. That's where right. I feel the real growth happens. And it's, it's, it's not something that's easy to do. And it's not uh, to me, I know you're, 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 you are a coach and I'm, I'm far from that. So I, I oftentimes have difficulty articulating how I'm able mm-hmm. to manage certain emotions within my life. I know I can do it, but when I talk to somebody about how I do it, I, my words fail me. So how does that work for you being able to sit thoughtfully or mindfully within those stressful situations and learning from them? I mean, it's one word, Trey, detachment. I love it. It really is like, I, I, I don't know, there's a, um, I think it's, I forgot which episode it is on Star Wars. I, I just watched them as a storyline. I don't even nice. care what episode I'm watching. It's like, yeah. it all is so relevant. But they take a lot of concepts and uh, George Lucas has done a really good job of in, uh, peppering in a lot of uh, Hindu yeah. and Vedic concepts within within the text of, uh, of Star Wars, within the context of Star Wars. But Yoda says something to Anakin after he's in this frustrated state and he talks about uh, 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 attachment leading to suffering and, yeah. and, and suffering leading to jealousy. Right. And these are these are pathways to the dark side. Right. right. So like it's like if I if I just allow the stuff to be where it is and, and allow it to do its thing, it's sort of like putting uh, ingredients in the pot when you're cooking food. It's always better next day because you had gave it time. Right. <laughs> yes. To settle in. You gave all the flavors time to marry. And the thing about that is that we never superimpose that over our own lives and say, well, marriage in that way is supposed to be that cultural environment where disagreements can happen and we keep sharpening one another for as long as we both shall live. Man, you have a way with words. You really do. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And, and, and I, I know I pointed this out last time and I'm going to point it out again because your bio hasn't changed, at least doesn't look like it, but the first line in it, Nathaniel is what some call a deep well to drink from. And I, 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 I think you chuckled about it before, but I absolutely love that because the, the truth is, I mean, it's written in the words and it's, it's spoken every time, it's spoken non-verbally every time you open your mouth, and it's it's so true. And I mean, I there's there's comfort in talking with you, and there's a wow. a feeling that there's an opportunity to learn and grow just by experiencing who Nathaniel is. And I I mean that man that I mean that is the ultimate compliment. It is so much fun being able wow. to have a conversation with you. Wow, that is. Thank you so much for that. It's very encouraging to know that I have something of value to offer in that way. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, you also spoke about being able to use your words not only when you're, uh, for for lack of a better way of saying it, not only when you're in a good mood, but when you're in a bad mood, or when you're when you're frustrated. You right. know, that's. I think that's an important distinction because you know when we're cool, calm, and collected, where you can sit back and just kind of think about how we want to articulate ourselves, how we want to say something thoughtfully. But when we're, our blood is boiling, when we're feeling like we need to have a little bit of rage in our voice, that's when uh-huh. our thoughts tend to, I guess, be put back, be put on the back burner and our mouths t- tend to do uh, the, the, the talking. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, that's, I know previously we had spoken about anger and the mm-hmm. issues that we both have had in our lives mm-hmm. uh, dealing with it. Mm-hmm. How do you now, or how are you able to articulate your, yourself thoughtfully when you're a little bit angry or you're a little bit I, agitated? I, I have a way of just, like I said, detachment. Right, I, right. I look at I look at things in a way that says, okay, this isn't happening to me. Yeah, this is happening for and from me. Yeah. So if I am authorizing the event that I'm experiencing that's triggering me, then obviously the event and me are occupying the same space as we should be. I'm I'm the observer here and I'm sort of watching this thing happen. So as I learned more about, you know, since we had that last conversation about anger, I realized that 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 we didn't like if you struggle with anger, I think you you said you had issues with anger as well, yeah. if I remember. Yeah. So we, we actually didn't have a problem with anger, Trey. We had a problem with communicating. Yeah. And we had a problem with articulating that communication. And here's where the backdrop of that comes out of. In November, uh, I started doing this thing for myself traditionally where like before the bigger part of the holiday season comes, I'll do a 14 day fast because I know I'm going to be eating stuff that I normally don't eat on a neighbor, no, no, daily basis. Right. And I'm OK with it because I've worked hard throughout the year keeping my body in shape. So 
I, I decided, okay, I'm gonna do a 14 day fast and I will only consumed, uh, uh, I only consumed raw spirulina. Uh, so I got it, you know, they, there's a company called raw living spirulina down in Florida that I, I ordered it from, I ordered enough to support me for, you know, two weeks or so. And, uh, I started on the journey. So I was doing good, you know, still getting up four, four fifteen in the morning, going into the garage, working out, doing my thing. And the first week, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I got this. I can nice. do this. For, and and I, I actually extended it almost 20 days, 21 days. Wow. But um, the second week, oh, my gosh. And it wasn't hunger that was the pain. It wasn't right. that stuff. It was all the frustrations that I had let myself suppress for years. I did not say what needed to be said. And I didn't say it in a way that made myself understood. So all of that stuff, literally, it's like, somebody just pushed it to the surface and it was like, I got to deal with this. And I sat up one morning, Trey, it was like 4 AM. I was going to go work out. It's like, nah, we're going to deal with this because yeah. this is bothering me. I sat at the bar in my, in, in, in my, in my kitchen and I asked myself, okay, so what is this here to show me? And that's when I heard these words, you must be as articulate in peace as you are in war. Yeah. And the war I was dealing with with myself is the combating all the things that were said about me that weren't necessarily said to me. Mm -hmm. And I was forming a storyline about how people were viewing me. And I, and it was all me, the whole cast of characters, the movie set direct, all of it was me creating this environment that was frustrating me and I had to deal with it. And I had to look at it like, okay, this is my creation. I can uncreate it. I can learn to say words that articulate how I'm feeling and really get in touch with that. So I started the process of uncreating the uh, the presentation of Nathaniel to other people that I had probably produced out of a lack of communication because I didn't know how to express how I felt. And now as I get frustrated, especially with my wife, as I get frustrated, I am able to say in a calm tone, you know, I don't know that I'm, I agree with that and be okay right. with the fact that disagreement is an okay thing because you don't have a culture without it. Right. Culture is, this is my definition, a culture is a safe place for things to disagree. I like that, man. Um, when you, 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 I want to touch on when you said something that is said about you and not to you. I'm, uh -huh. I'm curious if we can dig into that Let's a little dig. bit. Yeah. Is dig. that, so you talk about you, you, you're all the characters. I mean, you are mm -hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly, the, uh, the afraid, all of that. Yep. Now, are, do you, when you say things that are being said about you, is that metaphorical or are there actually things being said externally about you that are, putting you in a bad spot or you're creating, creating this bad energy within you. Right. It's both. Okay. It's both. It's, it's both. Uh, it's more so the latter things being said that are actually being said, but I know they're based out of misunderstandings. I right. know that this person has not, you know, the, uh, the, there's a, there's an ancient text and I refer to it a lot because it has some very foundational pr principles, but in, in the Emerald tablets, uh, 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 the Emerald tablets of Jehuti or Thoth, Right. This this document says and it's, you know, it probably dates back, you know, 50, 60,000 years yeah. because they found it. You know, they unearthed it in, in some, you know, crazy remote space. But the, the document says that if, if one seeks to know a friend or know the nature of a friend, ask not his companion. Don't ask someone in the middle, but go to him and pass time with him, yeah. testing his heart by his word and what he does. See, that never happened. And the problem, so like all the stories that's been happening has been the creation of others. And then I just bought into it. I got yeah. employed by their, by their directors, by their sets, by all of the stuff that they created about me. And it's not me. And I had to be okay with not trying to defend myself on that because the truth of who I am needs absolutely no defense. The truth of who we all are needs absolutely no defense. And here's the, the beautiful thing, Trey, that I recognized about truth over the past year and a half or so. I recognize that truth is the thing in the room that's the quietest that everyone misinterprets. Yeah. 
truth is the most humble thing in the room because it will stand sure of itself in the midst of misinterpretation. So I had to be okay with being misinterpreted because the truth of who I am has nothing to do with what someone else thinks about me. Yeah. You know, that, um, I don't know if you'd call it a proverb, but that the, the, the story you told there, uh, it reminds me of a, of a quote that at the very least is attributed to Abraham Lincoln. I always question mm. the authenticity of old quotes, but yeah. the, the, the quote is, I don't like that man. I must get to know him better. Mm. And that's a quote that is stuck in my mind for ever since I've heard it, because I mm-hmm. am very, it's, it's something that I, I constantly try to work on. I am very much quick to judge somebody I, I perhaps see on the street or perhaps he's doing something that I don't necessarily agree with without knowing the context of their lives or right. what they've been through today or over the past 25 right. years. And right. it's, it's so valuable to get to know or take the opportunity to get to know somebody so you can know yeah. their truth as opposed to building your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's like, it's, you want to, you want to, you want to work the global piece into the, into the scenario, then, then allow people to be who they are. Yeah. Just leave, leave. Like, what if we just left each other alone, not lonely, but left each other alone, not superimposing our stories on top of other people. It, it, the, the, the most, the most powerful word we have in our vocabulary is the word because. Yeah. And the word because is one of those things that I kind of like went back to my old school. I learned in English when I was learning how to read and write and all that stuff. I learned that because starts what they call a prepositional phrase. Right. So it's your preposition. It's where you already were. So by the time someone starts telling the story about you and they say because it's because they're trying to validate the way they have already felt. And the truth about any of us will only be overheard through a story. Yeah. And the stories are what controls everything. It's what controls the social media feeds. Hey, such and such just posted to her story. Right. You want to engage? And they're looking for engagement because the more engagement a story gets, the longer it rides out. Yeah. So now we're coming into this age of spiritual awakening and the story of religion is starting to come to an end. And the story of ancient spiritual practices and breathing and breath work and energy and celestial uh, understandings, these are now starting to come back into echo phase, right? They're starting to be reverberated because something in us that's crying deeper than the surface, religion has given us enough of what we could palletize for that, for that, for that span of time. Now we need something more. And this is the more, the more is now let's go deeper within who we are. Let's go deeper within ourselves and let's let's extract from the superconscious those vocabulary words that help us express the things we see and the things we wish to see the things we desire to have and the things we have not had but we are grateful for already in the present let us use that power to put us in the preposition of global peace yes man did i um have i ever connected you with bill o'haron by any chance I don't know. I, the name sounds familiar, though. I feel like you, I, I feel like you did. You two, you two are two of the men I respect more than any other on, on this planet. And so after after this conversation, if I have not, uh, I want to. I would love to do so because you guys are just phenomenal thinkers. And the the example you give of the the time of religion running out now being uh, I, I don't remember, I don't remember the wording you used, but it's mm. just it's it's a very profound thought process for me. And I, I'm excited to, I don't know, I'm excited to explore that more. And I'm excited to yeah. kind of see how the world changes over the next 10 or 15 years. Absolutely. Um, you talk about, we, well, we, we talked briefly about engagement and social media. And mm-hmm. in the beginning, you talked about how you're changing your engagement. What, what work are you doing right now uh, to... <sighs> To, to work with others. I mean, what, I, know, I know you're pr- producing new content, correct? You have mm-hmm. a, a new yeah. podcast, right? Yep, 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 yep. Talk I do. You. I have. I, 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 the work I'm doing now is listening. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, I, I, I have always been a people, per, people watcher. I've always, you know, been relatively quiet 
you know, to myself. And I've relatively been the person in the room that would like to say the least. Yeah. But I am now loving being the person in the room that's listening the yes. most because, again, I am able to understand, I'm able to see and understand why people come to the places that they've come to. You, 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 the, the, the insight that I'm able to get, especially when I'm working one-on-one, I am able to understand what people believe. And yeah. that is a powerful, powerful thing to be able to see because that's what makes a divine being real to you. Right. Nothing is real to you unless you actually believe it. I was on the on a call with a lady and she was telling me all the personal development she has done. Right. She right. I've been doing this for years. Yeah. I've been doing it even when I didn't believe. And I said, stop right there. No wonder you're where you are. Right. You don't believe you deserve something different. So why would you expect to get it? Belief is the key. So like when I started like really really doing that inner work, I started really checking what I believe. I, I don't know whether I said this on the first time we got together, but I, I asked three questions in a coaching session. What do you want? What do you believe? Yeah. And what are your choices? And I was still unearthing beliefs about me and about the world that were not mine. They were giving to me to keep me safe and safety wasn't what I needed. I needed growth. Right. How has, so how has the answer to that question for you changed? I don't know that it has. I think it's just gotten deeper. Okay. I think, I think the layers, it's like one answer with many layers. It's like yeah. you know, the universal truth, but it's, 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 a, it's in, it's in the semantics, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a universal truth, but each culture will say it differently, but they mean the same thing. Um, my engagement in general has been, I guess, well, in a way, Trey, it's been somewhat, it's been a bad, I have, I have had to fight with it a little bit because I had to fight with um, being non-emotional, right? right? So I, I'm okay with, um, I've been comfortable and safety has been my thing, safe in the space of don't show any emotion, nor will I engage emotionally at all. So right. completely stonewalled. And that's the kind of like tug of war for me sometimes because I want to be as objective as possible, but right. I don't want to be emotionally uninvolved because then I lose. That's my that's my plug in cord that, to me. That's how I experience the world is have that emotional involvement. It's sort of like that toggle between observer and experiencer. Right. And I want to have both of those experiences equally balanced because one or the other taking control equals an unbalanced situation. And then something will come in to bring it back to balance. It's called trauma. But right. we can we can talk about it another time. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm engaging in a way that says, yeah, you've got to change. We've got we've got to understand what we believe, why we believe it and be willing to let it go if it's not serving us anymore. Yeah. Right. That's, yes. that's essentially what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And as you say that, I, I think back to my own personal beliefs and I realize that as you kind of hinted at so many of my beliefs growing up and up until a few years ago, they, they were manufactured for me. They were conditioned by society or culture and they're not necessarily all bad beliefs, but they just weren't mine. And right. as I've kind of started to pinpoint what exactly is important to me and how I can break down a thought to kind of get to the root of it. I, I realize that I'm capable of building my own beliefs and not just having share, keeping them for myself, but sharing them with others and in right. a way that is non-forceful, but it, it, to, in your, in your words, objective say, here are the results that I've gotten from this belief. You know, this is something that you can take or leave. And it just allows me to, it's a, it's a practice that allows me to be more mindful of it every single day. Well, that's um, the beauty of it. That's the yeah. beauty of it, Trey. It's practice. Exists exactly. That's that's the beauty of it. Like there, like one of the things that that I have picked back up again is playing my drums. Nice. I play drums off and on for like thirty years, so I'm, I'm not I'm not trash at the drums, but my articulation has not been as clean as it used to be because sure. I haven't touched the drums in a while. So I got back on them and like 
it was like, oh my gosh, I don't like the way I sound. And then it dawned on me. It's like, well, that's what practice is. Right. Anything that you do repeatedly that you can do well is called rehearsal. Yeah. The thing that you can't do as well that you have to consciously work, like you said, that mindfulness, you have to be mindful of, that's called a practice. Yeah. And that's the thing that ought to be a little bit messy. We're here experiencing this world, this life, and all the stuff that comes with it. And it gets messy because it's practice. It's it's not a life that we've lived before, not in this way, if you want right. to you know, in, in, incorporate past life uh, uh, situations here. It's not one we've lived before. However, we get to practice and we get to practice something called gratitude, yeah. grateful for every experience, grateful for everything that is pleasant and seemingly unpleasant as it pertains to how we compare things to our foundational principle belief systems. That gratitude, expressing it, or um, being grateful, as you said, for not only the good circumstances in life, but the bad ones. Absolutely. That uh, that it's to me that's the difference between reacting poorly to a situation and not just reacting objectively, but using it as an opportunity for growth, or you know, the obstacle is the way. Seeing right. something in front of us and understanding instead of pounding our head against the wall, seeing that we can perhaps go around it or under it, over it, or any, right. any of the other options. Right. It's right. a way for us to grow personally and professionally. And I, I, I think so much of that, when I started to realize that, when I was able to have some semblance of calm when I got into a stressful situation that not only did, did I notice it within myself, that other people started to notice it within me as well. And that's when people started to turn to me when, you know, things might not be hunky dory or whatever, right. you know, it's, it's, right. it's, a, it's just, it's such a growth opportunity for us to lean into as opposed to running right. from. Right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, like, it's like you recognize your pain, whatever that pain point is, and you take responsibility for why it's there. And, you take responsibility by understanding that the process for it to be there was something you believed in, something you caused. You are both the cause and the effect. So why not deal with you? Deal with that inner stuff. Get, get that stuff dealt with so and get to a place where you can communicate it like we're doing right now and get to a place where you can communicate it and articulate it in a way that everybody can understand where you are and where you are not. And it's okay for us not to be who we think we're supposed to be. We can let all that stuff go because all that attachment to that stuff only only leads to more suffering. I'm quoting a little bit of Yoda and the nice. Bhagavad Gita here. <laughs> I, I, well, I love it. And that's something that I think we all struggle with is, you know, being who we think we're supposed to be. And if we don't know who we think we're supposed to be, then we have to decide for ourselves who we want to be. And I think both of those present their own difficulties. And when we talk about social media and seeing all of these people living these quote unquote, I, I certainly mm -hmm. use air quotes, extravagant lives and thinking that right. that's the life that we need. Then we right. find ourselves in an identity crisis. But then when we realize yep. that all of that is fake, we ask ourselves, okay, well, where, what's my truth? You know, where, how do I find that for myself? Right. Exactly. It's like, see the problem, you know, it's, um, I love the fact that you brought up social media because social media has given people a, um, like one of those snapshot views yeah. of life, right? Like they don't, they don't know the pain of any of it. They see the pleasure of it and they start building before they've dug. Every build starts with a dig. You cannot build anything on this planet without digging into the planet first. Right. So it is in the way we create the worlds, we, the, the lives we want to live. We can't let social media dictate how the process works. We can't let the metaverse dictate what, how the process works. We've got to still honor the process. And the process is always found where all the resources came from. And yeah. that's nature. Everything, every technology is a artifact of nature. 
you can't get a phone in your hand without mining from the earth the types of metals and materials that's conducive to create the device in our hands. So we have to go back to nature and nature requires, Trey, this is a this is a requirement that we all dig before we build. And social media doesn't teach us that. What it teaches us is that you build before you dig and what you end up having is a crumbled mess. So people are committing suicide. They're going into deep states of depression. Anxiety has gone up. Uh, Like you you just name uh, uh, anti-depressants and suppressants have already been like like we're we're at what I don't even know what the dollars and cents are anymore. The pharmaceutical companies are loving this sort of uh, environment because they're 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 having a payday off of this stuff and they're feeding off of stress, the stress of building before you have dug. But if everybody decided, let me just level everything out. And let me dig deep first, and then we build up. The marriages don't work if you build before you dig. Right. You you get all caught up in the in the pomp and circumstance of oh we're gonna be together and we're gonna have this and da 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 right all of the laughter, but the digging part comes unfortunately after the honeymoon. Unfortunately, what if what would what would the marriage be? What would marriages be in general if people dug first and endured the dig and built while the process was happening? So the by the time wedding day came, it was like, we don't even need a pastor right now because nice. we got this. We've dug first before we've built. So for somebody listening, and they're not necessarily following along with the metaphor, I mean, when we talk about digging, we talk about leveling, uh, leveling the playing field, leveling, leveling in our lives so we can build a strong foundation. I don't think you use that word, but I mean, that's what we're doing. We're building a foundation mm-hmm. for the how we want to build ourselves up. I mean, where... I know we talked about this in the beginning, but where do you even start with that? It's hard to face your demons. It's hard to face past traumas, but it's it's necessary. It's necessary mm-hmm. if we want to build up from a, a firm point. Right, right. It's 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 not supposed to be easy. I mean, like it's it's made for us to realize who we are, and it's made to build resilience in us. Um, and the thing about resiliency is that, you know, it, it causes things to bounce back, which means you got to identify where you are right. and, and it, it, because you want to know what things are bouncing back to. If you're an, if you're, you know, and I, I don't mean to be crass, but if you're an asshole, you right. hate to be resilient back to an asshole. Right. You would at least like to have changed something about your character so that you're no longer that person to people and you've adopted a new characteristic. But again, now we're talking about doing the inner work and that inner work is facing you in the cave, right? It's it's back to George Lucas. Luke Skywalker goes to the Dagobah system to meet mm-hmm. Yoda for the first time. And Yoda leads him through an experience of fear. And the fear he faces was himself as his father in a cave. And that came from the allegory of the cave by yeah. Plato. Yeah. And it, but but we've gotta we've gotta be willing to say yes to that cave experience. We're we're not without it. We actually completely uh, need that dark experience. And, you know, one of the terms for it is the dark night of the soul. Yeah. But ask yourself for, for a second, what do I want out of life? What do I want? And when you answer that question to the degree that you want will also be the requirement to the degree that we give, that you give for that thing. And what are you willing to give is the second question for it. What right. am I willing to give? And by saying, what am I willing to give? What I'm saying is you're saying, who am I willing to become right. for that life to be real? And you, I, I promise anybody that asks that question, you'll have to face parts of you that you, you, you'll, be, you'll be hard pressed if you didn't let it go. 
And you'll want to hold on because your ego self says, well, no, this has been keeping me safe. And safety is what your brain looks for. It looks to keep you away from stressful situations. It sends off these chemical responses in the body to keep everything at homeostasis. Three main brain chemicals is serotonin, serotonin, neuroepinephrine, and dopamine. Mm -hmm. Those are the three major ones. It keeps everything level and calm. And as long as you're living a mediocre life and you have mediocre thoughts and you have mediocre ways of engaging, you will continue in that mediocre way. But if you want to become someone different, if you want to live a life that's different than the one you have, you must become the person that lives that life. You yes. cannot be the same person that you are and then expect a life that's requiring a level of morality, a level of discipline that this life requires. It doesn't match up. Yes. You know, in that, you helped me gain a new understanding of the allegory of the cave. And that's, it's a, if for anybody who hasn't read it, it's short and it's, it's, uh, believe me, I'm no philosophy uh, major. It's, but it's that, that one story has always stuck with me since college, which has been 10 yep. years now. And the, what you helped unlock just now is, you know, the story is you've got these people who, from what I remember, they're, they're chained up in a cave and they can see shadows bouncing against the wall of other creatures. Uh, and they, the mm -hmm. people think that they're creatures, you know, moving mm -hmm. along in, in line. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you get t torn or pulled from your place along mm -hmm. the wall. You get shown mm -hmm. the real world. You get to yep. you get to experience everything that the real world is, and your your mind right. is blown. And then you get to go back into the cave and try to tell the other people that, hey, you come experience this. Come come see it. Come you know mm -hmm. see what this world is really like. And they right. say, no, no, I don't believe you. I don't want. I don't want to do that. What I and it, this may still be the case, but what I hadn't thought of before is that those other people are different parts of you. Different different yep. versions of yourself and yep. the way that you just explained it there you have to unlock different levels within yourself to actually be the person that you you want to be and you you may go out and you know have this brand new ambition to start a new business but there's part of you that's still you know would rather party you know at night instead of actually putting in a few extra hours of work and that's that's the that's the person you need to pull out of the cave to show no this life is so much better and i don't know that that you you unlocked something in my mind that allows me to see that it might not just be other people who need to see the light. It's different parts of you that needs to see the light as well. Absolutely. It's always about you. I don't care if you had a dream. I don't care if you had uh, an idea that dropped in you, a download. I don't care whether you heard. I don't I don't care. It's always about you. Yeah. You can give it away as a gift to someone else because they'll benefit from it. But it's really always about you. And the thing about you, about all of us in every moment is how obedient to the present moment are we being, right? It's not about, it's not about what more can we do? It's like, how, how present are we? Are we obedient? That word obedient from the etymology just simply means to carry something out. How, how much are we so in tuned with the present moment and being so present, we're recognizing that all the parts of ourselves, everything that we're triggered by is a part of us that's triggered. It's a mirror. It's the yeah. seven mirrors of the, the Essene principles of the seven, seven mirrors of a relationship. Greg Braden taught on this years ago. And it's been profound and it stayed in my a part of a part of me because it was like, wait a minute, the way we engage the world is exactly how the world engages us. And it's a complete it's actually a very, very complete recipro uh, reciprocal relationship we have with creation. So if you want something else, then you got to be somebody else. And I'm not talking about changing your 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 beingness. I'm talking about changing the way you engage, because that's what the world will mirror back to you. Oh, man, I love that. And I have experienced that. I mean, mm -hmm. verbatim, how yeah. we engage the world is how the world engages with us. And I going, I, yes, as I mentioned, I, I used to be an angry person. I used to let my my, my fear and my resentment and all sorts of negative emotions bubble up. And I would be the person who would cause fights on the internet and, you know, talk trash and feel like mm -hmm. I was a bigger person for it. And of course, when I did that, guess what was attracted to me? That same, same. sort of thing. Yep. Exactly. Yep. 
I have recently uh, uh, started a new podcast, a short form podcast. And mm-hmm. with that, to market it, I've been, I've been doing more video content, which is something mm-hmm. that's pushing me outside of my comfort zone. Because yeah. when I do that, I feel like somebody's going to say, you look like trash, Trey, or I disagree with what you're saying and whatever, whatever irrational but, thought. Like, like, let's, like, let's deal with, like, like, where does that fear come from? From right. w- from from me doing the same thing, let's ten to years others. ago to others. Right. Yes. So you're facing yourself. Yeah. You're yeah. facing yourself, and it's beautiful. I mean, like I, I, I this is what I mean by being ob- like people. I'm not trying to coach Trey. I'm saying this is how we be obedient to the moment. When yeah. something comes up, you ask that question. Where, where, where does that settle? Where is that rooted in? Absolutely. And he was able to tell me where it was rooted. And you know what I get back when I put positivity on the internet? The same damn thing. The same damn thing, man. <laughs> I I have gotten more comfortable putting videos out there. I've, I'm putting our articles based on what I've learned through these conversations. And I have not gotten, and I'm not saying it's not coming because it is the internet, but I have yeah. not gotten a single negative reaction to anything I've put on the internet. And I don't yeah. know how many years because that is what I'm putting out into the world. That's it. I mean, like this is the story that you're building. Like you're a storyteller. You have if you're a podcaster out there, you're a storyteller. You have a responsibility now to show up in the world in a a way that supports the story that you want to reward you, Trey. So like the, the, the experience is so that you'll have a story to tell about it. So the 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 distillation of experience is a story. So you are creating experiences that keep positivity flowing in the planet you're 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 keeping the frequencies high you're keeping the vibrations high you're keeping people on a love-based frequency and therefore you're staying in the same way your body is triggered by the same same sort of high frequencies and now from that experience you have a story to tell that you're doing something to put life back into the people of this planet that's the work man i love it i absolutely love it i mean it's I don't know. I, I, I think back and I, I don't know if I necessarily kick myself for, for not discovering this sooner, but it just, I, I guess I try to make up for, I don't know. I guess I, I try to, to bring balance to the force of my life and right. bring more light to the world than the darkness that I, I shrouded over the internet or other, my friends or whatever, right. whatever negativity I, I, I put out there, I want to make up for tenfold. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I mean, that's how you essentially clear karma, right? Like yeah. however, you know, we understand it. It's much deeper than that uh, explained by the Bhagavad Gita, but just th- that, that wanting to write things, wanting to put things back into proper perspective. That right there is, is, is a beautiful thing about the human heart, that when it shifts towards love, towards self, you'll start loving the planet even deeper. Yes, man. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the questions I, I ask uh, guests ahead of time, and I appreciate you filling us out, you know, what has been your greatest hurdle uh, in life? And I don't remember exactly what you said a year ago, but this time you put meaning. And uh, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, it's, it's, a simple word with very complex definition. Yeah. Um, what what are you doing to work toward that now? I am always paying attention to the because, because that is where the meaning starts. Yeah, I can describe anything. That tree is tall and has green leaves. That leaves it as it is. The moment you put because on it, you've given it meaning. Yeah. And now you have to experience what things mean. That tree is tall because it's really scary. That bear is growling because it wants to eat me. No, the bear growls because that's how bear com- bears communicate. Right. So like now meaning has come in and I've understood that my because has been my problem. And I want I, I wanted to truly change that in my communication, uh, just in general and the way I move. So I really wanted to attack and I'm saying attack in a very strategic way, uh, pinpoint 
the power of meaning and how I could engage in the world just a little bit differently and give things a different meaning that that will give me or uh, allow me to reap a different reward from life. How how's that? How's that? I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I want to ask this. How has your I guess has your outlook in life changed as you've as that's as that's been a part of your life? I mean, ha, has the way you've shown up every single day? I mean, does that shift as you think about meaning behind? you know, the, the height of a tree or the meaning behind why somebody cuts you off on the, on the freeway or just as you consider the meaning of every element of the world around you, how has that changed your experience in the world? I have, I have understood this is going to sound really, really sacrilegious, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go for it. I have understood what it means or what it feels like to be God. I get it. I to get be that. to be everything. Yeah. But can only be described by what it means to be to someone else. That that I don't know how else to put it, Trey. I honestly <laughs> don't. Like I'm trying to find a different word, but it feels like this is what God, if you if, if God was a person, a being in that way hardcore being with a form this is what it would feel like like oh man they missed it here here is this grand being and because of a fear mentality or because of a scarcity or lack mentality you will see abundance before you and describe it with lax vocabulary yeah so by like you said, like you asked the question, it changed everything for me because it changed. First of all, it changed my vocabulary. The reason why it started there, because what you say is what you live. Right. The, your speech will, will direct your life. The tongue, as James in the New Testament says, is the rudder. It's faith's rudder. It's the belief's rudder. So I had to watch what I was saying. And by doing so, I started to see more of what I said. So I had to also watch what I was seeing. And the world looks different. Like I am a six foot four, three and a half, four foot black man with long down my back uh, uh, in the small of my back dreads. I carry I carry a pistol on my hip. I open carry because that's the state I'm in. I usually wear all black police boots, uh, military pants, and a, and a thermal, and I would just roll the sleeves up. I don't look like technically what someone would consider a peaceful person based on social media and sure. news and the other stories that are out there. I don't fit that story's mold. However, a person that sees me for the first time and only sees a person their story is dis- different. I was in Trader Joe's not long ago, and I, like I said, I dressed the same way. Right. I so happened to walk past a woman who's from New York. She's brand new here to North Carolina. She looks at me. She said, wow, you're packing some heat there, man. <laughs> and I said, yeah, thank you. I, 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 pre- I said, yes, ma'am. I just like to make sure that everybody's safe. And I said it, you know, just because that's actually what I do. I, right. I just, I, I, I'm that way. I want to protect everybody. And she says, well, I I really feel safe. And she meant it. Like, here's this woman from a state where they can't carry. Right. Where the crime rate is high. She comes here, sees a black man who doesn't fit the mold of the story that's a peaceful man and sees a place of peace. The perspectives that we have determine the life that we live. So the moment I started shifting the way I thought about the world, the moment that the world started shifting the way it mirrored back to me. That's a, that's extremely interesting. Um, I guess my first, I'm, I'm sure others are wondering. I mean, so you, you have, 
I, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture you standing in Trader Joe's, and I, I love the <laughs> fact that this woman saw that about you. And I, I don't know if it's a it's a having only had voice to voice conversations with you. I think we did a, a video conference call once as a pre interview. Right. You know, we don't have that basis. My my basis for you is I've got this strong, calming voice in my ears right now, and it's it's mm-hmm. I, I love talking to you, and it's just the 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 words and the thoughtfulness is backed up by the the tonality of the voice. I, and I, I love it, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't have that first impression of you of, you know, seeing a, a, a tall black man with a, you know, dressed in all black with a, with a gun. And I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious, you know, uh, as you mentioned, you know, the way, I don't know, the, the, you have to have different, you have, I guess you have to expect different perceptions or people having different perceptions of you as you walk down the street like that. And I'm just curious, is it, is it the, is it the, the calmness? Is it the, the thoughtfulness that is exuded from you that gives, gave that woman peace? Or what is it about you that allows you to, to not only feel confident in doing so, but give others the confidence as well? I don't know if I'm making any sense in asking that question. You're making a, you're, you're, you're making a lot of sense. I have, I have always, and and what the thing that is about me is the thing that is about me. It's it's what I say about me, right? Um, and because I've never positioned myself to be anything other than what I intended to be as a pillar, right? I never intend to rain on anybody's parade. Yeah, I had my stuff about me, but at the core of who I was, I wanted to be a support. I wanted yes. to help. I wanted to to matter. I wanted to be significant. And that sense of significance should turn into a sense of service. Yeah. So I look at it like I've moved through those needs enough to know that I'm settled at service. I'm I'm here to help. Yeah. Like I really am. Like I I'm I'm the guy that I'll hold the door for anyone. I don't care if you got 10 people coming behind you. I'll stand there and hold the door. Yes. I'll give up a parking space in the front if I see there's a woman in the car and she's got kids or anything like that. Or And I'll take someplace else. I'm I'm the guy that, you know, I I, I nod my head and I, I make eye contact to you as I pass by, even if I don't know who you are. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm that person that lets people know, like, I mean, absolutely no harm. Right. But understand, and people know that, you know, to the degree that you meet someone who is settled in peace, understand that to the that same degree can be war. At yeah. that, that's called balance. So at the level of peace, I am. I am. Uh, I have trained in hand to hand combat and Wing Chun Kung Fu. My dad taught me some stuff when I was a kid that never left me. Like I've got some. I've I've worked out with some kickboxing cats and some other kung fu dudes. Like that's like that. That's there. That's that's a part of me. But that's the war part. Right. I've, I've done enough work there. I've, I've done enough investing there and it took me off balance. But now I'm at the place where I, I really, really desire to see the world wake up and wake up into who they truly are outside of their parents' view, outside of their pastor's view, outside of the view of their of politics or gender or all that stuff. Just Understand who you are and be that thing, like really, really show up in the world and be whoever you think you're supposed to be that brings good to humanity. Be that to the 10th degree. That's what I exude. I don't care about like any of the other stuff. Just let it be told of me. Let the story of me be told that when he was around, peace was felt. Man. I, just from this conversation that that is that is literally all i feel it, it's the the warmth and kindness you bring into this world it's it's phenomenal and i i can only imagine that's magnified tenfold when we're sitting next to each other and having a real heart-to-heart conversation and i, I love that about you man i absolutely love it and i cannot thank you enough thank thank you for receiving that piece. It's, 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 it's as much a blessing to give as it is to receive. They're the same energy that's just happening on different, on different spectrums, but it's the same energy you give in the feeling of receiving. And I receive in the feeling of giving. So thank you for that. That was, that was confirmation for me. 
Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, sometime or somehow we were coming up in an hour here. And so I, I want to make sure I ask you a few closing questions here, but yeah. I, I just want to say again, this conversation has meant the world to me. So thank you. Thank um, you. yeah. And, uh, you know, along those lines, I always do my best to, I, I want to be of service to you because this conversation was, it meant everything to me. So I like to ask the question, what are you looking for? to grow Nathaniel like if somebody's listening across the world and they say hey I can help Nathaniel with his goals what is it you're looking for what resources do you need right now right now i guess more exposure more more conversations like this more podcasts more uh invitations to speak i i i do speaking as well uh in that regard i'm I, i'm not the guy that will be forward with marketing and stuff like that i'm the guy that will have the authentic conversation with someone in the grocery store yes. and they'll invite me in i'm that person so i'm i more help just getting me on some podcasts and getting me before people so this message can get out i don't care about the money i just i want the message to be out there that 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 the world is here and it's for us and it's for good so that is 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 the the main thing for me just that traffic uh yeah. that says hey nathaniel was here and and him being here things are working man there's no more noble message than that i i, I love that um and i would certainly if if i haven't already uh i know a few podcasts that would be a good fit for you so i awesome. i will make sure to make those connections awesome um, and then next, um, I'm sure you have a million answers for this. And I, I love talk. I love asking this question. If you could name a book, let's, let's say in a, in a recent book that's just had a profound impact in your life, what would that book be and why? Oh, it's The One Thing by Gary Keller. The One Thing. Okay. I had not it, heard of that it, before. It's a powerful book because it caused me to hone in on what I was really targeting, on what I was really wanting to affect in the, in the, in the universe. And it gave me, it, it made me more articulate with what I was wanting to do, how I was going to do it. And it gave me a, a sort of a kick in the pants to get adept at the vocabulary that yeah. fit what I was planning to show up in the world for. So yeah, the one thing by Gary Keller, it'll kick your ass when you read it. I, I promise you it will, because it did for me at 4 a.m. But I promise you that the value you will get, the the, the question he, 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 he proposes, and I'll say this and I'll hush. He says, what's the one thing that I can do such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? I love that. I'm, I'm going to stop right there. All right. Go get the book. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll let you know. I'll let you know what I think. I, that's, that sounds incredible. I appreciate yeah. that. All right, man. Uh, my last question for you. I'm looking forward to hearing this. If you could offer the audience one call to action, one piece of wisdom to leave, leave them with today, what would that be? Ooh, call to action. Um, I'd say to you, first of all, that being supernatural is just you naturally being so be who you are show up as your heart tells you to show up and recognize that the stories of life are the distillation of experience so whatever you want the story of you to be told be the person deserving that storyline. I love that. Man, thank you so much for reconnecting with me, man. I um I I I really cannot express how much this conversation has meant to me and how much our our ongoing relationship has meant to me. I I hope we're able to connect again soon. I, I oh, really yeah. appreciate everything. If people want to find you online, what is the best way for for somebody to do so? Oh, yeah. So uh, you can find me on Instagram, of course. Uh, you can go to Instagram at the real Nathaniel Brown. It's a new Instagram channel. My old one got hacked. I did not feel like st uh, getting involved with Facebook yeah. and stuff. So I just started another one and I just took over the other one password uh, uh, stuff or whatever. So at the real Nathaniel Brown. On uh, Facebook, you can probably do the same thing or put um, Nathaniel J. Brown in the search and my information will show up. I'm on um, I'm on LinkedIn 
the perspective coach will be that end part of that uh, URL. So www.linkedin and all their stuff and then slash the perspective coach. You can also reach me on the internet, www.theperspectivecoach.us. Uh, if you want to schedule some time to talk, just tap the little uh, take action tab and fill out the form or just uh, put, book a date in my Calendly, whatever, whatever date is open. But that's some of the places I kind of hang out. And there's I'll get Trey my my uh, one sheet, uh, my updated one sheet with all my contact stuff. I'm on contact. I'm on uh, Clubhouse as well. Nathaniel Brown. Just look me up. It's me smiling with a, with a teal colored shirt on. <laughs> nice. Dude, awesome. I will absolutely have all of that in the show notes. So uh, please be sure to check that out. Nathaniel, I love talking to you, man. Uh, let's make sure we do this again soon. And I, I hope your spring is a fantastic one. Likewise, Trey. Right back at you. Right back at you. Again, I want to express my sincere and extreme gratitude for Nathaniel coming back onto the podcast. It was such a joy getting to catch up with him. If you enjoyed this conversation, please be sure to check out the Mosaic Life Podcast.com where you can check out all the show notes. And of course, you can connect with Nathaniel. He's such a wonderful human being. And I know for a fact he would love to hear that you listen to the episode and would love to talk with you to see what you're doing in your own life. If you enjoyed this conversation, please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Trey Kaufman. Again, that's T-R-E-Y-K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. I post a lot of content in relation to mindset and how we can all do a little bit better in this world. Again, that's at Trey Kaufman. Thank all of you so incredibly much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It absolutely means the world to me. And until next time, take care, do better, and be well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.